All right, Drew, you ready? Wait, where are you guys? Three, two, one. I'm bringing sexy back. Yeah. The mother boys don't know how to act. Yeah. I think it's special what's behind your back. I don't think yeah. it's So turn around and I'll pick up the slack. Yeah. Come here, girl. Go ahead. Be confident. <laughs> I wasn't expecting this. You guys, like, discussed this beforehand. Yeah, we did. <laughs> I don't think this is good for your listenership, Steve. <laughs> Uh, if the, in the words of Andrew, if they don't like it, then it's, then they're not for me. Okay. <laughs> the boys are back. What's up, guys? How you guys doing? Are you talking to us or are you talking to your listeners? You guys, you guys. We're oh. <laughs> good, we're good. Steve. You're good. This yeah. feels like an end of the year party, sort of. Yeah. We have like wines here too. So yeah. Three of us this time. Yep, yep. Nice and intimate, just like the first few episodes. I feel. I this is the first time we're recording in person. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. Don't worry, guys. We're doing all the social distancing measures. <laughs> so don't, <laughs> don't worry about it. Um,. But yeah, uh, a lot of you guys have been asking for the boys to be back. Apparently, everyone likes the cringy bromance that we have. Really? People have actually been asking? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, jokes aside, <laughs> I wanted to actually do an episode again with the squad. Yeah. Uh, to do more of a end-of-year reflection, I guess. 2020's been a really crazy year. Uh both in terms of just what's happened in the world, but also what happened in each of our lives. I think we went through a lot this year. Um, how's the year been for you guys overall? Like, what are your thoughts, reflections? What went well? What didn't go well? Well, I feel like this year has kind of been, uh, prior to some of this year, it'd be like January, February, quarantine, and then December. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Honestly, that's, uh, yeah, it's honestly, this whole COVID thing really took us by surprise. I mean, who would have thought in, in, in January that um, all of our plans would have been canceled? And I know like a lot of people, they they lost a, a lot. They didn't expect to lose this much during during this year. I was fortunate not to actually uh, lose a lot because um, mm. I, I was working in Tokpet at that time. And then I decided to help out with my family business. Um, so I didn't have to worry about uh, losing my uh, career or uh, losing my job or anything. I just went straight to the working for my family business. And from there, I just, you know, I was just transitioning from working from a tech company to a traditional pharmaceutical. Mm. Um, but uh, if I were to talk about how COVID has impacted me personally, um, honestly, it's just not uh, being able to see you guys and my friends as much. As often. Yeah. As often, yeah. Mm. I remember um, like early on. It was like March, right? My birthday, 25th of March. Remember, you were like, you guys were like, um, it's a shame that we can't celebrate together, but let's wait for Andrew's birthday and we'll meet then. And when it came to your birthday, Drew, we were still not able to meet. And they're like, oh, let's, let's wait for Steve's birthday. Hopefully the situation's going to lighten up. And it came to Steve's birthday. We were still not able to meet. Right? Well, actually, we, we did. did. We oh, did. actually, we did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you talked about, you, you were thankful that so uh, I'm thankful that I didn't have to worry about uh, losing my job or right. anything like that. I mean, and straight from the straight from the get go, I was able to uh, bring value to um, my my family's business. Mm. Um, but I think uh, working in the family business 
And this whole pandemic kind of just made me realize how much I miss interacting with uh, with people. Yeah. Um, I guess definitely with people our generation. Yeah. Um, and I guess it always just it just made me value. Um, I guess I realized how much I took uh, coworkers for granted because I never realized how uh, I took for granted working in a workplace and being able to uh, to like bounce off ideas uh, with your with your coworkers um, just to talk about not only work but also your personal stuff and I guess you also uh, form friendships in the office too right yeah mm-hmm. um, so yeah I think I just really missed the human interaction and all that but at the same time I also realized I think I also found. Um, out who are the people I still wanted to make an effort to keep in contact with, you know, and this is not only in terms of like, Oh, like what we're doing now, like what we, what we're doing now, but maybe who I'm sending memes to, or who I'm sending, I <laughs> don't oh, know, uh, food to. And, you know, it's really, and it's really amazing how these people are coming up with these food businesses, including yours. Yeah. Well, we, we yeah. will talk about that later, but yeah. And, and it's, it's really cool about how people are sending these food businesses and it kind of gives us an opportunity to like, give to other people and explore new things and for me this pandemic also is like i think this has also encouraged me to take on more side projects yeah mm-hmm. um like the one i'm doing now the just mentioned the edge bar um this energy bar i'm working on and hashtag find your edge guys <laughs> yeah and i don't know it's it's nice to have uh i think this pandemic has really encouraged everyone to find a, a passion project and i think with this time more time with with ourselves i think we have more time to also um not only develop our passions but also rediscover ourselves develop ourselves so there are a lot of good things in, that you can we can come out of 2020 and i think it's more important that we uh that we focus on the positives right from the situation right. um what about you guys yeah from from my end i'm also super grateful that i wasn't impacted by layoffs i still have my job um, and I genuinely enjoy what I do at Gojek. I also started a side gig. Um, it's not launched yet, so we're still keeping it a down low, but you guys know about it. So super excited for that too. As for the stuff that I felt took a, t- not took a toll on me, but um, yeah, just took a lot of my headspace in general. I was super anxious when two months into quarantine, like dealing with anxieties, the, the uncertainties that really took a lot of, yeah, took a lot of my headspace. And I feel like before the quarantine, I wasn't really mindful uh, to reflect on what I should be grateful for. It's like reflecting in general. I feel like uh, in the busyness that comes with work, when I do have time to just relax, I would immediately opt to like Netflix Mm. or hanging out with you guys at like bars. So like me again, like Netflix, so mindless forms of entertainment. And it's not until quarantine that I do have a lot of time to really face a lot of my thoughts, right? A lot of my anxieties. And I, like, I, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this too, because I've been reading about how, you know, early on in quarantine, a lot of people have become a lot more depressed again, because it's, it's the first time in a long time that we actually have a lot of time to really face the truth and face our own thoughts, right? Mm. We didn't have the luxury of time for beforehand. So, um, yeah, anxiety, a lot, a lot of anxiety initially, but I try to look at it from a different angle whereby, you know, I'm, again, as, as Andrew pointed out correctly, we are still very much privileged, right? We didn't lose our jobs. Um, we still have a lot going on. So viewing it from that perspective really changed my, uh, 
outlook on on the whole pandemic. Like I'm I'm super grateful that I do still have a job and I still have you know side projects going on. I'm still able to hang out with you guys too. So at the end of the day, um, you know, the anxiety actually led to me putting more effort and being more mindful, you know, practicing meditation, meditation, not medication, (laughs) (laughs) practicing meditation um, every other day. So yeah, just being more mindful in general. What about you, Steve? Yeah. Now I remember when I saw you guys with your side projects and gigs that inspired me to make this podcast. I mentioned in a previous episode that actually in the beginning, I didn't want to make a podcast. I was thinking to myself, now that's not me, right? And so, but then when I saw what you guys were doing and how you guys were using this whole situation to actually pursue passions that you otherwise couldn't do, that's when it started getting to me, okay, actually, I'm going to try this out. I'm going to try to do um, a podcast for this because I think that the conversations that we have should be shared explicitly for people to listen to. Um, yeah, I can totally relate, uh, though, with you guys that there is a lot to be thankful for. Same with you guys. I, I think compared to a lot of other people, I didn't go through a lot of the really bad things that a lot of other people went through during the pandemic. My grandma did get the coronavirus, though. So that was a really, um, yeah, reflective, uh, moment, a re- reflective period for me because someone that was super close to me, uh, actually got it. Right. And so it just shows that this virus is real and that it can affect us and nobody, uh, is immune. But yeah, with that and just in general, being able to stay at home and being able to reflect more, uh, I think I've learned a, a lot. Um, yeah, about myself and, uh, learn a lot more about, yeah, masculinity and just like how to live life and to be thankful for the things that I have right now. So yeah, um, amidst all the difficulties, I think it is a blessing in this guy, in disguise, although my heart does go to the people that, you know, suffered through this, uh, more than, than we did. Mm. Yeah. Um, hmm. is it just mirrors the wine actually making this easier? Like, I feel like I'm actually <laughs> saying less. Of those ums and you knows and can actually formulate my thoughts a lot quicker. This is weird. Hey, I mean, they say there's a lot of antioxidants in wine, so that's supposed to help your immune system. So, yeah. <laughs> Just saying. It's, it's good for you. I feel like I should maybe do this more often like for future uh, guests and episodes. I should just make it a wine session and <laughs> it should record a lot better, supposedly. <laughs> it should be Project W. Tr- project, project Wine. <laughs> project Wine. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but uh, speaking of health, so... Uh, for those who don't know, like my, my dad's a cardiologist. He's a doctor working in uh, Siloam <laughs> Hospital. And so I think a lot of people, um, I think during the initial um, phase of the pandemic, a lot of, uh, my, my family and I were concerned about my dad, right, um, working in a hospital because... Direct exposure, right? Yeah. Mm. And he's actually been exposed six times Wow. Uh, to, uh, yeah, to, uh, to people who tested positive. Um, but thank God, um, each time he tested negative. Yeah. And just, I think just seeing my own dad, like my dad actually never panicked throughout the whole situation. Um, and don't get me wrong. He knows it's real. He knows that this, uh, that this coronavirus, um, that has, ha- has a lethal effects, has potential lethal effects. 
But the way my dad sees it is that, I mean, it shouldn't stop us from trying to uh, live out our lives. Yeah. Um, and actually what my dad has done, he's, um, he's traveled. Uh, we've traveled. We went to Bandung uh, for his birthday. And then um, my dad was cool with that. I think we were also planning to go to Bali at the end of the year. And my, and my dad just keeps saying that as long as you take the, uh, the necessary measures, you know, uh, wear your mask, wash your hands. Uh, social distancing that shouldn't stop people from from going out of their lives this is not to say that we should just be going around and being irresponsible it just he just thinks that i think this time has definitely made us realize that how important it is to be considerate um because let's be honest i don't think we've uh washed our hands or i don't think uh, as or like uh done any of these like hygienic um practices until until now and maybe what this whole coronavirus is doing is that like when everything starts going back to normal, then at least um, this instilled the habits of us being more respectful of each other. After, right. At least, mm-hmm. at least hygiene wise. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so actually regarding the reflections, I kind of want to deep dive on two main topics. Uh, first is career and second is actually relationships. Okay. Um, so for career, I think like you guys mentioned, we're fortunate that we didn't lose our jobs. Yep. But I do think that what we've gone through uh, really forced us to kind of take a pause on a lot of things that we want to pursue, right? I think for a lot of people, even if you didn't get laid off, probably the promotion that you wanted didn't happen this year. <laughs> or if you were looking for um, an opportunity at a quote-unquote more prestigious company, that might not have happened either. Yeah. Or maybe if you want to make your own business that seemed possible in the beginning and now it's not. Generally speaking, a lot of our ambitions, aspirations had to go on pause, right? Yeah. And to be honest, we're we're not sure what next year is going to be, right? We're not sure if 2020 was just a phase on its own that's going to pass and we can now pursue these things in 2021. We don't know that. Um, vaccines are in the news now, but we're not sure about how that's all going to go. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. What, what are your, some of the reflections you guys have had about career specifically, right? And your aspirations so far uh, and the things you want to achieve this year. And maybe you did, maybe you didn't. And then what are some of the things that you're hoping to pursue in 2021? I think for me, I said this to you guys before. Um, again, definitely could relate to everything Steve just said. I, at one point I felt like I, like my whole, my life, um, generally speaking, was on pause. I also was gunning for a promotion, but due to, you know, current circumstances with the business, and mm-hmm. it's just, it's not like company specific. Yeah. It's also macro external um, forces that played into it. Right. I wasn't be, I wasn't able to get a promotion. Um, hence why I kind of felt like I was on pause in terms of my career. I also wanted to apply to grad school, had to defer that decision. Um, but Again, like when I try to view it holistically, I at least, you know, at least my life is on pause as opposed to my life is going backwards because I did have a lot of friends that were impacted by the layoffs. Um, some of them recently got married and that's a whole different ballgame, you know, in terms of financial standing, right? You got to think about, mm. you know, your, your financials a lot more and um, being in that situation is very tricky. So there's this quote, from Gandhi that, you know, I, I don't think about always, but sometimes I, I look back into it. 
it's something along the lines of, um, so he said, I, I cried because I didn't have shoes, but then I met a man that didn't have feet. Mm. And like that really put mm. things into perspective. Again, like at least I still have a job. At least I'm still making income when a lot of folks don't even have a job and are like are struggling looking for a job. So that's that's what I, what keeps me going right now. Yeah, just just be more mindful of that. Mm. What about what about you, Drew? Yeah. Um, so I know right in the beginning when I was still working in, in Tokopedia, right? Yeah, we were all like working from home. I think. I don't know about you guys. Uh, I mean, but I think working from home um, actually made uh, things a lot busier. Yeah. Because I think obviously you have a lot more time on your hands. And I think employers also want to give you more work. And it's not like you have anywhere else to, to be, right? Um, actually, for me, it was a lot more chill. Yeah, maybe for you. Maybe. I was like playing PlayStation and taking naps. Vincent, please don't kill me if you're listening to this. <laughs> I got my, I get my work done. You know that. <laughs> But, but okay, I see your point. For some people, um, it's going to get harder. Go on. Yeah. And I guess for me, um, don't get me wrong. I mean, I love working in, in Tokopedia. Like, I learned a lot. I met great people. And uh, honestly, if if I could redo coming back to Indo all over again, I would have applied to Tokopedia right away. I could have just imagined what I would have learned in the last uh, three years. But I think it did come to a point where I did have to rethink about my career and yeah. as much mm-hmm. as i love tokopedia and tech i wasn't really sure if it was something i wanted to do um in the long run in the long run i mean i could keep uh coming to the office every day learning about tech and here and not but um was it something i could see myself doing when i'm still 30 or when i'm 40 and i guess this pandemic just made me realize that i might as well just use this time now to really uh, explore what I'm really passionate about, what I really want to do, what I can see myself doing, and what I can see uh, myself doing and in the future. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the one of the reasons why I decided to work for my family business because um, mm-hmm. I want to. Um, I've always been passionate about health and wellness, and I figured the best way to start is to start my family business, learn about the medical industry. Yeah. Um, and honestly, just um, working for my family, I've. I met with project managers and uh, people from uh, e-health companies like Allodoctor, Allodoc. Mm. I've been with meetings uh, with investors who are also in the, doing e-health. And oh, I don't think I told you guys, but I actually met the, the Russian ambassador because I think Indo, I think the uh, private uh, private companies want to release the vaccine, uh, the Russian vaccine in Indo. Mm. Mm. So I've just been being exposed to um, all of that and learning about the, uh, the health industry in Indo, it's really um, eye-opening. It's really eye-opening. Mm. Um, and I think in some ways this pandemic has, fortunately, it's, it's actually impacted me positively yeah. in terms of uh, career. Um, but I think, like I said, right, it's definitely, um, I think the thing that I'm lacking is just, because the company I'm working, uh, the, my family's business is, uh, it's a different generation, so I don't really have that many people to mm. talk with, to collaborate with. So it's just a different uh, working culture. But I think the at, at the end of the day, I think it's really helped me define what I what I really want to do, and and I think it's also accelerated my plans in some ways because I think for a while I wasn't thinking of doing grad school until until John told me about this program at NYU, and apparently <laughs> you don't have to. 
apparently you don't need the GRE. And I was hey, like, don't, you should yeah. announce it. People are going to apply. People, more people are going to apply and that's going to ruin our chances. <laughs> well, I, well I, I already applied for a priority decision, so I don't know. Okay. Oh, well, it's hurting your chances. My right. Bad. Right. <laughs> My bad. Yeah. But like standardized testing is sort of going out the window though with this pandemic. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's a blessing and a curse because on the one hand, it makes it easier. But on the, on the other hand, it means more people are going to apply. So it's going to be more competitive compared to previous years, regardless of the stuff Drew's saying right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, But I think another thing that I noticed about this pandemic is that I think my dad, the fact that he goes in and out of the hospital every day and not worrying about the coronavirus and he's still at it just trying to save people people's lives. I think my dad is uh, shows what it really means to be passionate about something because he's going to the hospital. He's going at it every day and he's not worrying about anything. He's he just wants to save people, uh, save people's lives. So I think if anything, this uh, this this space has made me realize that passion can get you anywhere, but you really have to work hard for it. Hmm. What about you, Steve? Yeah. So. Yeah, work from home was a lot more chill for me. Sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but but yeah, I I think of that as a blessing. You know, I went through a lot of really personal things in the beginning of the year, so so I think it helped that yeah. work mm-hmm. wasn't uh, too uh, intrusive in my life. Right. Uh, afterwards, right. Uh, that's something I'm I'm really thankful for, and I'm really thankful that I have a team that I'm still close to. So. Even throughout this pandemic, even though work did become a lot harder, we still made time to have Zoom conversations, uh, just informal Zoom conversations once a month. We try to catch up. We did meet up in a very limited small group setting uh, a couple times. And yeah, it really uh, showed me that yeah, genuine relationship uh, goes a long way. And it also really showed me which of my team members are just colleagues and which one are colleagues, but also friends. Yeah. And yeah, a lot of, uh, transitions had to happen. I think John, maybe you can relate to this, right? A lot of transitions did have to happen, uh, in our company that we had to kind of go through, uh, which was kind of rough. A lot of, uh, changes and unfortunate events happening that we had to kind of, uh, n- navigate through. And, and that was really hard. And I think one of the challenges that at least I experienced also is from work from home with some things that you do, you do see less of the impact of it because you're just at home, right? You don't really actually see, uh, the, uh, output of what you do. Like you can't go and see, you know, for example, in our context, merchants actually being able to grow their business right yeah. through like the you know mm-hmm. through uh, the loans that we provide or the platform that we give them so that's probably something that uh i struggle with and regarding the stuff with merchants and how things are bound to change isn't it positive though like it kind of forces us to innovate right it forces us to be more creative I, w- I would see it that way. Yeah, I I think in that case is good. Um, it's been really great how our company I think has uh, adapted to that, right? But I'm talking about more on a personal level, where you just don't really see the output of what you do as much anymore because everything is remote. I know I feel like when I'm in the office, or if I actually have the ability to actually meet, you know, go see like our merchants or our drivers and see how our platform is actually helping their lives, then you know this shows me right that the things I do matter. 
Mm. Um, well, in here, all I can see is just the IG stories and the Slack post and the emails. Yeah, it's, 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 it's not the same. Maybe it's not the way that you're used to seeing it, but uh, I know on Talkpad, I mean, ever since the pandemic, we improved uh, our shop registration experience. So we also improved on our shop page and mm. we made more features for, for uh, sharing your shop on social media. And for me, just by improving that, we were able to make the experience more seamless. And now this with the pandemic is actually encouraging more people to open shops on Tokopedia. So I think just the fact that the technology is already there for them to get on and that we're working to continuously improve it, I think that's already enough. And if anything, if I could say about about Gojek, right, the fact that um, people are even opening up businesses, like a lot of people are we're, we're ordering more, um, we're sending more things. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I think just the fact that people are using your, your app more, I think increasing traffic to your uh, to your platform, I think that's already a huge tangible, yeah. and it's actually helping uh, people like people like me who started their own business to mm. send their send their products out. So maybe it's not maybe you may not feel the tangibles, but at least for for us, at least for your your customers, I'm pretty sure they they feel it. Yeah, I, we're, I would agree. Yeah, like I mean, honestly, I can't imagine how we would live in J- Jakarta without without Gojek. Yeah, I, I get it though, Steve. I get how losing the FaceTime aspect really changes the feel of the impact you're generating. I feel like the impact hasn't changed. Um, and as Drew pointed out correctly, I feel like, you know, online commerce has accelerated due to the pandemic. True. Um, but it's that face-to-face interaction with the merchant or the driver partners or the consumers when you're doing research. Um, we, we did lose that. Mm-hmm. But the impact might still be there. I, I kind of want to double-click on the concept of gratitude just being thankful to things right i feel like something that i want to carry forward towards 2021 is i really want to put more effort in being more thankful about things i feel like gratitude is sort of like a like a muscle um Mm. sort of like how you guys you know i'm not as fit as you guys but sort of like (laughs) (laughs) sort of like how you guys would have sessions at the gym right i feel like gratitude is a muscle whereby you should actually Mm. allocate some sessions actually carve out schedule to allocate time to be more thankful, maybe journaling, maybe con- conversing as well. Um, how have you guys been allocating time to actually think about these things? Like you actually put in time to, you know, journal and reflect or. Hmm. I think I need to drink more wine. Drew, you go. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's for me, it's every time I pray. Okay. Um, mm. Because every time I pray, it's basically me um, conversing with the Lord, right? And uh, okay, so for you, for the non-Christians out there, uh, the way I see prayer is that we are basically conversing with our with our Father, with God, and basically this is just us being being truthfully honest with Him. And this is not to say we're just only saying good things, because we can even say what's in our heart, what's what's burdening burdening us. Um, and I think um, just ranting or anything just like ranting to god about uh about uh what's going on i mean i think when you actually say it you start to actually hear yourself saying it and then you start to realize wow like i shouldn't be saying this because i actually have a lot more because during my prayers with god i thank him for this but i also tell him what i'm what i feel like i'm lacking and then Mm -hmm. i realize actually when i really think about it he's actually given me more than what i need 
and the things that I that I've been that I'm asking for are, are the, one, the things that I'm complaining not to have. You're just things that I think I I need or I think I want, but maybe they're not necessarily good for me. And honestly, just other than prayer, um, talking with your friends and even catching up with friends, and then seeing what other people have or not not have compared to uh, what you do, I think it just it's just uh, it's just constantly reminding you about um, how incredibly blessed you are. And then obviously, when you hear about people actually being affected by the coronavirus or people losing. People's lives being lost to coronavirus. It makes me even more grateful that uh, no one I personally know has been has been tested positive, or no one I know actually has lost anyone during this uh, pandemic. So I think just I don't necessarily think it's. Um, I think while prayer is like my my session to remind me, I also feel like just the daily events when everything's happening instead of just seeing it as oh the world's getting worse. I think it's just reminding me about what I should be grateful of. And what about you, Steve? Yeah, I feel the same way. I think with prayer, um, yeah, I think a, a lot of people think of prayer as this detached ritual, right? With uh, a being that you can't relate to. Yeah. But I think as believers, as Christians, we um, you know think of prayer as time with God and spending time with Him like you would with a friend or your own uh, father. And, and those times have definitely been reflective. Um, I feel like that's where I can. Uh, be completely honest about how I feel and be open about the things I'm thankful for, but also things that bother me and the things that I need um, his guidance on. Mm. But then, yeah, I think talking to friends uh, is definitely really helpful too, right? Zoom, the late night Zoom conversations have definitely become a lot more frequent in my life since yeah. uh, the pandemic, uh, especially with my friends from abroad and I find that we just have more time to talk about life and uh, how how we're all navigating through this and maybe thoughts about things that we never got to discuss before. And that's kind of what made Project M, right? Yeah. It, this started with us just deciding one night, hey, let's use a Zoom conversation, just talk about random stuff and be vulnerable with each other and, um, you know, be completely vulnerable record it and just yeah. see what people think right? i was gonna ask like was this podcast a way for you to channel your reflections and your thoughts yeah sort of because to me again things that we were talking about are really really uh, valuable and i think it relates to the uh overarching theme of healthy masculinity and it's something i want to share because i think the message is uh, important yeah Actually, um, going back to uh, one of the things I previously mentioned, right? I wanted to get your, you guys' thoughts also on relationships uh, in this pandemic. It, it just came to my head that, um, you know, the topics we talked about were friendships, uh, first with like the same gender and then with the opposite gender. And then we also got um, a little bit into your relationships, right? Yeah. With your respective uh, significant others. So, um yeah, I guess I wanted to get you guys' thoughts right first on, in terms of like your relationships with people, right, with your friends and family, how have you guys been navigating through that and how have you guys been handling that uh, during this pandemic considering the the fact that the activities you can do now are a lot more limited, right? And if you guys don't mind, I actually would want you guys to uh, also uh, share some stuff about your experience with your significant others uh, during this time. Me as a single person, um, I think every single person can relate to this too. 
dating is definitely a lot harder <laughs> during this pandemic. <laughs> sure. um, you can't really meet someone in person, right? Because um, you don't want to risk getting the virus. And so it's, it's tough. Like, you used to worry about, am I being too creepy or am I being too shy? But then now there's also, could I maybe get the virus or get the virus, right? It makes everything like 10 times more complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, that's never been a challenge, you know, I got to admit uh, that I've been uh, sort of handling with. And um, although, although luckily, I think in terms of my family, they understand the situation. So in terms of the family pressure, it's not as bad uh, as it used to be. But I wanted you guys' opinions as people with significant others and how you guys have been navigating uh, through that. I think John should start because I think he's the one. Because, I mean, right now, Jess is in Singapore, right? Yeah. I mean, so it's actually just like you you don't get to meet up as, as frequently. It's true. It's true. Wait, so do you, wanna, do you want me to answer their significant other question first? Um, do whatever order you guys want. Just about your relationships in general. Okay. Friends, family, significant mm-hmm. other. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think for family, I, ever since the beginning of the year, I made it, so you guys know that I haven't been going home quite often, right? Mm. Visiting my parents quite often. So I made it more of a priority to do that. Um, but it's also sort of risky, right? Because I don't know if I have the virus at times. I actually got tested once um, before I went back. I was negative, so I was able to do that. So in terms of family, um, business as usual. I still see my parents every other week, like once a month at the very least. In terms of friends, I honestly speaking, I don't see a lot of my friends. I don't meet a lot of my friends apart from you guys. I think um, there's really no reason to. We would check up on each other on WhatsApp or sometimes we would call. But I just want to be more mindful about, you know, my health, their health, you know, my family's health, their family's health. So it's not wise for us to hang out in big groups, which is why I just... I'm only comfortable meeting in a smaller group and honestly speaking, it's just you two and maybe a few other people. In terms of my relationship with my significant other, it's definitely an adjustment. I mean, my significant other is currently in Singapore. We've been doing long distance for about a year to year and a half. She's in grad school. Prior to the pandemic, I would visit her or she would come back to Indo, you know, like every other month. So it's definitely quite an adjustment. So we we try to make it work. Uh, it's, it's definitely an adjustment, but but we are committed to this relationship. And and at the end of the day, we feel like communication is is of utmost importance. So as long as we have that down, it shouldn't be a problem. Mm. What about you, Drew? In terms of family, I definitely feel like we are spending a lot more time with with each other. Because my dad's a doctor again. Um, he's well. I mean, he comes. He goes to the he comes to the hospital at at seven a.m. and he comes back at Lord knows when. And I honestly, I don't really see my honestly before the pandemic. I barely had dinner with my dad. Like I actually know even when I was uh, even when I was a kid, I don't remember eating dinner as often with my dad. I think the only times we I eat dinner with him is during was during the weekends, not even during the weekdays. And even during the weekends, he might be working too. So. Maybe like because he's a doctor. Yeah. Sorry, this is gonna be like a recurring <laughs> thing. Don't worry, my dad's a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, but now that my dad, uh, I think my dad is also probably also going what 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 we've been going through. My dad has actually gone through the same thing, but I think he's also taking a step back and realizing how much he needs to 
started spending time with my, with my family and um, not every night, but he's been making considerably more effort to have dinner with me and my family. And then we get to uh, wind down and talk. And initially it was kind of uh, weird for me because I guess we were, I was so used to not having dinner with my dad that um, I wasn't, it was weird to just talk to your family about what you're up to. And then it was quite an adjustment, but eventually we, we got the hang of it. And I think it's just great to know what I got to know what my, what my dad was up to, what my sister was up to, and what my mom was up to. And, um, and yeah, it was just us like recapping our day. And then it was also kind of nice that how me and my dad would also like bounce off ideas of like, oh, potential, potential projects or ventures we could look into. In terms of uh, friends, I mean, I'm blessed to still be able to uh, keep in contact with you guys and meet up with you guys and, and everything. And in terms of, but in terms of my friends abroad, it's been really great uh, that I have more time to connect with them. Yeah, mm. I'm actually helping my friend with uh, another podcast. He's making an investment. How dare you? Okay, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you, Andrew? He's he's making a uh, podcast about investing. Um, and uh, Honey, are you cheating on me? You're helping out with other podcasts. We're also, I mean, Steve's also doing a podcast about investing, right? investing in healthy masculinity. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and people and people wonder whether or not we're actually just friends. <laughs> it's like a marketing agency. Sometimes you have two clients, but you got to make sure that the market's different. So there's no conflict of interest here. About it. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Um, yeah, so I've been helping my friend with this invest investment podcast that he's been making, and uh, and just the fact that he thought of me to help him out. It's it was I don't know. I I, I thought it was really cool, and it was also great for us to catch up and collaborate because sometimes you catch up with a friend you just talk about oh this was been going all their lives yeah. but mm. it's another thing if you're collaborating with a friend that you haven't uh, seen in a while yes so I thought that was uh, pretty cool and I really I think I already said a lot about um, I guess how the, how this pandemic has affected my relationship with, with friends so I don't think mm. I have to go too deep into that but in terms of my relationship with my significant other the juicy stuff the juicy stuff yeah <laughs> um Fortunately, I've been I'm blessed that me and Sharon uh, actually live close together. Actually, I'm only like a five minute walk away uh, to her place. So you see I her mean, every day. I don't see her every day. Okay. Um, but just the thought of I'm not just thinking of you and Jess. I mean, man, like I can I can just imagine. I can't imagine how hard it is just <laughs> to not even see each other like every month. Yeah. 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 Um, We've definitely put more effort in. You know. A lot of the virtual stuff, like Netflix party, mm -hmm. yeah. So it's an adjustment, but we're we're trying to cope with it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, regarding my relationship with Sharon, I mean, actually, it's it was initially we saw each other almost every day, but mm -hmm. then we found out that it's not really a good idea to see yeah. your significant other yeah. every single day. Because then, um, not to say it's bad, but then I think you tend to get on each other's nerves more frequently. Yeah. I mean, hmm. um, sometimes I can't handle your puns, right? <laughs> your random bursts. Trust me, the puns, are, jokes, the right? puns are not the problem. So. so I feel like Sharon is very patient <laughs> <laughs> having to endure she it is. every day. She is. <laughs> yeah, every time you say your pun and, you know, she still loves you anyway, I'm just like, man, that's unconditional love right there. Yeah. Like it's never run so true to me before. <laughs> Why do bad things happen to good people? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, where was I? Yeah, but actually, I mean, as much as you love your significant other, as much as you love spending time with them, I think 
I started to realize that um, uh, it's also important that you give your significant other space. Obviously, too much space is not a good thing yeah. because I mean you don't want to be distant from each other. But I think you also have to remember that uh, you're, you're, you need space, your significant other needs space, and that if you really do love each other, you, you'd, you'd respect that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I don't um, – that's why I believe that's why um, – Sometimes maybe relationships fail because people are too clingy. They don't let the they don't let room for the other person to grow and to really like reflect and think. Because um, me time is important. Yeah. Um, mm. And I think and I mean once you get married, right? Obviously you're gonna have less me time, so you might as well spend as much time as you have now. But again, I'm blessed that I don't have to live too away from Sharon. So whenever I do need Sharon and or whenever she needs me, we're always here for each other. Um, and so forth but i think this time is definitely it's given me and sharon a lot of think about in terms of our future in terms of what we want to do and because we live so close to each other it's easy for us to talk about uh about about these things and where we want our future together to to head towards yeah um so that's how we, so i think that's uh, been a good thing about this pandemic uh, but i want to also like ask you guys i mean if you were to um, if you knew this whole pandemic uh, was going to happen back in 2019, mm-hmm. and if you knew how it was going to affect your your careers, your relationships, uh, what would you have done uh, starting January 2020? I would have bought Zoom stocks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would have bought Sony stocks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'd okay other other than investment because <laughs> i know everyone's gonna like think about that but i guess like what would you do like in terms of your um your career and your relationships and so forth i think i would learn i mean earlier on i would be more i would try to be more mindful regarding you know just embracing the uncertainty of things you guys know me and how much i'm how much of i'm a planner right um, and honestly speaking, it did really stress me out in the initial months, you know, not knowing when this pandemic will end, having a lot of my plans canceled. And yeah, so if I had known earlier on that it's okay not to have everything figured out, it's okay to have some things delayed, have some things deprioritized. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay not to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> if I hadn't known that back then, I would have been at a better state of mind. You guys should watch that. That's a pretty good show. <laughs> the Korean drama? Yeah, it's pretty okay. good. What, what about you, Steve? <laughs> um, wait, wait, sorry. So if, if I knew it was happening, what would I have done differently? Is that your question? Yeah, like if uh, January 2020, because I think the pandemic, we had like, there was like some news about coronavirus, right? But we never really took it seriously. But if, let's say it was January 20, uh, 2020 and you were planning out your year, uh, for the rest of the year and you knew this pandemic was was, was going to happen what would you have done the reason I ask is because this is this is this is probably not going to be the only time something like this is going to happen again yeah mm. I mean I think every few years uh, a global event happens that affects uh, that affects like everything and uh, let's say another pandemic were to hit again or maybe another recession or uh, an economic crisis anything of that sort I mean I think for me, I just want to know how I can be more prepared uh, for the next time. Because I feel like, oh man, uh, I should have done this when this pandemic hit. Well, then next time when it does happen, I have to make sure that I I do this. And that's really the reason I'm asking. Yeah. yeah. I can only say this in hindsight, but 
I I just hope that if something like this ever does happen again, that having gone through this, I would have uh, I would have prepared myself mentally better for it. And I think that everything that we've talked about, right, being thankful for things that you have, even if the things you wanted to get, um, you can't obtain because of the situation, treasuring the people closest to you, even though uh, your social circle might have to, uh, might be, might become smaller uh, as time goes by. And we kind of talked about this last time, right? I think one of the great things is that now we actually don't have, since we're not going out, we don't have to run into people that we don't actually want to meet up with and have to make small talk and talk about things that we don't want to talk about. And, and and those are all things that I only realized because this whole thing happened, right? So, I mean, if this thing happened again, I just hope that having gone through this, I'd be able to handle it better um, and be able to keep in mind that ultimately everything is not under my control and I should be thankful for the things that I have and focus on things that I do control. Actually, to maybe kind of close out, again, this whole thing started with... Let's talk about some random shit over Zoom and people will think it's funny. But um, then it actually evolved to this platform project demo, right? Yeah. That talks about healthy masculinity. And I realized that I never actually asked you guys, right, about what your thoughts are on masculinity and manhood and, you know, how you guys navigate through it, its expectations, uh, and what you guys think of the overall concept and how to kind of take it forward. And I also want you guys' thoughts, you know, based on the conversations that we've had in previous episodes, right? Um, you know, any kind of reflections that might have come out there for you guys and how that's contributed to your uh, view of what healthy masculinity looks like. For me, I think it's okay to, to not be where you want to be right now. Um, because... Actually, especially after this pandemic, honestly, a lot of things have been put on hold. A lot of plans get readjusted and so forth. But I think it's really what you do to move forward that really defines you as as not only a man but also as as a person. Mm-hmm. Uh, you posted this quote on your on your Instagram. I think it was regarding about um, what makes a man is not about what he does, but what he does through the storm and yep. all that sort of thing. Yeah, from kind of money, Christo. Yeah. Yep. And especially our parents, um, my dad, he's been through a lot. He's been, he's, he's seen it all. SARS, the 2008 financial crisis, the mm. Asian crisis and back in 98. I think things are always going to happen. And if history shows anything, there's always going to be something that's going to affect your plans. And if you're lucky, it'll put it on hold. If you're not lucky, it will uh, set you back. But if anything I can take away from this podcast, it's really about um, what you take away from it, the positives you take away from it, the lessons you can learn, and how you can move on. And um, like I like I said, right, I mean, I want to be better prepared when something like this happens again. Mm-hmm. Um, so instead of me, and I think when I'm better prepared, then I have less to complain about, I have less excuses to make, and then I also have more to be grateful for. Yeah. I think, I think for me, it's just allowing myself to feel. I remember when, you know, fresh from college, when I was at the epitome of, you know, at least like what I thought was, you know, pursuing my dreams as a man. When I do face anxieties, when I am hurting, 
I would immediately resort to, you know, my internal voice saying like, you know, don't, don't be a little bitch. <laughs> just go through with it. Yeah. Um, despite the bullet, like just, just, just go through it. Don't, don't, don't allow yourself to be emotional. Don't seek for help. And it wasn't healthy to be honest. Um, it took a toll on me. It wasn't healthy. And not until, you know, this past like one to two years and, you know, the pandemic gave me a lot of time to reflect on it. Right. And I did realize a lot of value in reaching out to people, talking to you guys a lot more, actually opening up to you guys on a lot of stuff. I feel like a lot of, you know, in the past we would, at least from my side, yeah, like I would talk about things on a high level, but rarely am I really opening up to you guys, right. About like, you know, deep struggles and emotional stuff. And it's like mm-hmm. my significant others as well. Um, being more open to my parents about my anxieties. So allowing myself to feel, allowing myself to be vulnerable is a key takeaway for me in 2020. And I do encourage, you know, other men to realize that, you know, as Steve pointed out, (laughs) it's okay not to be okay. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Steve? Yeah. Um, actually for all the listeners, I want to read out the quote that Andrew mentioned, uh, previously from the Count of Monte Cristo. Life is a storm, my young friend. You will bask in the sunlight one moment, be shattered on the rocks the next. What makes you a man is what you do when that storm comes. I just want to say, guys, that I'm really thankful that I have you two as fellow guy friends who are also aligned with me that it's okay not to be okay. <laughs> and it's okay to talk about it. Sayangi. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think, Drew, when you said just now how your dad looks back now at all the storms that he's gone through in life, right? Uh, the Asian financial crisis, the 2008 crisis, SARS, and everything else that our parents have had to go through his measure, the measure of his character can really be seen when he's going through these storms. And I do think that 10, 20 years from now, from when maybe we have a family and kids, we can look back in 2020 as one of the storms that we had to go through in life. But our measure of a man and our measure of character was seen on the way that we persevered through this moment. So yeah, um, John, I'm glad we both got deported. No, not deported. Like we both didn't make it in the US <laughs> uh, three years ago and got to come back. And, uh, at the same time. At the same time. And Drew, uh, despite your citizenship, I'm glad you got to come back. Although I'm a bit bitter that you rejected my request for a green card marriage back in the day, it would have... Uh, <laughs> Would have, uh, you know, um, allowed me to pursue that aspiration. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, no, I'm, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad I came Dude, back. Now it's definitely hurting your chances. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, bottom line, um, I'm really thankful that I have you guys in my life and that I'm going, we're going to 2021, uh, you know, together. And I'm looking forward to going through more random shit talking about more random shit and just being super vulnerable with one another and being there for one another uh, when uh, times get tough in our lives and fighting for this vision of healthy masculinity together. 
Thanks, dude. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for bringing sexy back. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. Okay, I think we're done for today.